Welcome back to Dave Haley's apartment, where uh, the unnamed podcast. What am I going to call this thing? New Hampshire's most popular podcast. <laughs> I like that's arrogant enough that it works for us. I think we're doing all right early on. Yeah, New Hampshire's most popular podcast. No, with, come with on, David, come on. With Dave Haley and Justin McKay, we'll work on it. Justin McKay and Dave Haley. So my name should be first. I brought all the equipment. Uh, so yes, here we are, and uh, round one of the books last night, Dave, and uh, for Division Four, I should say. And, uh, Not Division Three. I don't count those. Play- I'm sorry. You don't count those? No. It, I get it's 16 is when we begin. Okay. I want, one of my uh, athletic directors who I'm friends with, who I think he he gets out of bed every morning to drive me insane. He knows exactly who he is. <laughs> Uh, out in New Ipswich, New Hampshire, he's like, oh, "The first round starts tonight." I'm not previewing those games. I'm sorry, okay. I, you know, um, but I was able to um, stayed up a little late last night and uh, able to get the previews out. Right. And then after watching uh, the quarterfinal games, so um, yeah, that's always a pretty popular. You know, we go pretty popular segment or you know feature that we do. I mean, we go. I, it, it always drove me crazy. And I, you know, I've been doing this eight years now. But I mean, it used to drive me crazy the previews you'd read in the newspaper and yeah. stuff like that. And it, listen, it's just that these papers are just covering the teams they know, so they have no idea. If you're covering the Sea Coast, you don't know anything about the Manchester teams or the right. Nashua teams, and vice versa, and so forth. Remember, famously, with our friend John Doyle, oh, when he tweeted oh, out, uh, "So he, get, oh, we like John." But sorry. I mean, Brandon Len, uh, who was the Player of the Year in D two, hit a three. He's like number five for So he can hit a three. We're like, his name's Brandon yeah. Len. So I mean, just trying to make sure you get. Um, all the cover, you know, what these teams right. are going to run. And, you know, and the way I do it is um, yesterday, for example, at D3, I called three coaches in Division Three, and I didn't know a ton about Stevens right, yeah. or a ton about Prospect Mountain. Tough for us to get to a Stevens game. Yeah, oh, we'd love to, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, and maybe we will Saturday night if they, if they can beat Interlakes. I mean, I'm thinking about maybe going out to Conant. But the point is, is, like, I want to – I don't want to just – Floss over it. I want basically like get an in depth of what these guys are going to do and how they're going to play. I think that Interlake Stevens game, for a good example, is really going to be great contrasting styles in that small right. little gym in Meredith. And Interlakes will not apologize for the fact they want to slow it down and just make you play in a phone booth. And Stevens wants to get out and run. So, so yeah. So this is the time of year that you you try to talk to as many coaches as you can. I talked to four Division four coaches last night and one this morning for about an hour just to try to get all the in insight you can for these previews. Yeah, and it's kind of like if you're a new market parent going up to Littleton and you have no idea anything about Littleton yeah. because you have a job, you have stuff going on. Sure. Maybe you can't make the the three-hour drive to Littleton. You, you get to know who your team's facing. Yeah, no, that's what I'm yeah. tra- I should bring that to them. That's kind of my job. So that's right. That's what I'm trying to do. And, um, and, and you know, I should, you know, let them know, uh, you know, the, the matchups to watch and the style of play and, and so forth. And, the, you know, there's, there's a key guy in every game and um, so yeah, that's what we're trying to do. So today was going to be writing for the quarterfinal previews for Division Four. I'm headed to Woodsville tomorrow night. I'm headed to a porch with Christian Academy. That's going to be. I think that's my favorite game of the uh, four tomorrow. Yeah, I, Epping PC. I mean, yeah. how, how 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 great is it for Epping now that with the draw that they get, they go on a ten minute bus ride. Yeah, exactly. To Dover, you know what I mean? They it don't did, have to go all the way up to Littleton. They don't have to go all the way up to Woodsville. Woodsville, yeah, or some somewhere like that. But and, that they and, never played. And a team they you know they they avenged their earlier loss. This you know the game we were at, they got hammered by PCA. Yeah, and then they won the rematch. So here's the rubber game. So I think if Epping just takes care of the basketball, you know, and just just takes care of the basketball. And has more possessions than PCA. I think they've got a good chance to win. That's a small floor. That's, I mean, that's uh, it's be packed. It's yeah. It's, there's not a whole lot of bleachers there. No. There's gonna they put. It's great. They put. You know, the, the bleachers are opposite the stage. I'll be on the stage, obviously, for MOSN. But the one side, uh, you know, one side of the fans on one side of the bleachers. There's like a little gap 
and then there's the other side, and those 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 fans will jaw at each other. Like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's 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 pretty fun to watch from the across Christian the way. school. Yeah, yeah, you'd be surprised. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I'm or not maybe surprised you anymore. Ever. But I mean, they yeah, no, they'll get after it, and uh, you know, somebody, you know, you got my man Colby Wilson, Dylan DeRozier. I mean, uh, there's careers ending, you know, in these games. Yeah, and we saw. Cedric McKinnon and Colbert go down last night in a really, really close game. And how about New Market? They've taken, by the way, they've taken my Road Warriors hashtag and run with it. They are, uh, I mean, you know, just all the adversity they face this year. They're finally getting a new floor. I saw the tweet of the the truck picture showing up that the uh, yeah. <laughs> showing up. They're finally getting a new floor they for got, next year. They got to get back on the bus and head to Littleton now tomorrow. I told Jamie, I t- t- texted Jamie a few days ago. I was like, if you guys win, just have them do online classes. Stay in Plymouth. Yeah. I mean, get a hotel. Well, Colbert, <laughs> Colbert jumped out on them, ate nothing. Yep. So, I mean, it was, you know, they, they it, it's really hard. And, and Littleton isn't as bad as a drive as Colbert. Right. You know, certainly. But, you know, Littleton's still a couple of hours, at least two and a half hours. A bus is always going a little bit slower. Right. But they ride in style a little better than I did back in the day when they had tape on the seats, you know, to keep the... <laughs> The springs from hitting you in the back, but I mean, good time. That's going to be a tough turnaround. Um, I, I think the game I'm going to, I think Woodsville playing at home, they're going to need Bemis to to play very well tomorrow night. Jared Bemis, yeah, in that small gym and what's going to be an absolutely packed gymnasium. You're going to have to get there early to even get in. And but right now, I think Wilton might be playing as well as. As anybody in that division. I mean, Trey Carrier's just knocking people around right now. The Sean McClure kid had 18 rebounds last night. Ty Carrier's playing well. So I'm really excited about that one. We're going to go up there. and um, All four D4 matchups are great. And we, we anticipated this. Yeah. We thought chalk except for 8-9. And, and we kind of – it played to form. You right. know, Gorham, I said, was that kind of scary – um, lower seed, but Matt Rule, they one of the best players, didn't play last night. Oh, really? He's sick. But, uh, I mean, that's... I don't think it would have mattered. But, I mean, they had the, as yeah, I you, said. You said that was the matchup they didn't want. And that's what I mean by these previews. You're trying to explain right. to people what they're seeing. That was a terrible matchup for them. So, and Wilton's playing very, very well. I think Kenny Garnham is a very underrated coach. Um, and he really has subscribed to the theory of, I really don't care how we're playing in December or who we beat in the Christmas tournament. I'm more concerned about where we are in March, and right now they're they're playing really, really good basketball. That's what you want to do. All right, let's touch uh, briefly on uh, the registration. You uh, put out in a tweet this past week, uh, if you get got 100 registrants for NHSportsPage.com, you'll cover girls' basketball. For you'll, girls' basketball. Yeah, yeah. 100 uh, girls' basketball registrants, you'll – You'll start doing girls games. You'll hire some people or get some people on board. Yeah, we. I, I mean, I've been hearing for years, uh, whether it be Twitter or email or at games. You know, people saying, "Hey, why don't you cover girls?" Right. I hope by now people have heard the story and understand that we're five people. We just don't have enough people. Yeah, that we have. Yeah. You know, been doing this for free for, for frankly too long, and you know, and yeah. I only say that because we want to expand and we want to we want to do even better coverage and even more expansive. But we really want to do girls. So I've talked to a couple of girls coaches already. I'm gonna. Like Tim Latore is a guy I want to reach out to at Sunbeam. I'm not going to bother him now because he's right. got a state championship game coming up against Littleton. But when when this thing ends, uh, our friend Mike Heaney at Sauhegan yeah. is really kind of taking it on. He's really become a champion for uh, for girls' high school yeah. basketball since he, he took he, over the girls' program. Yeah, he there. was highly successful with the men's program, with the boys' program, and then went over to uh, to coach his daughter. Yeah. And um, he, you know— this is basically it. I heard from a baseball coach this week who said, "Hey, you know, how come you guys don't do baseball? Right. We want the, we want this coverage for the kids and and so forth." 
is simply put is if you you need to support this you can't just sit here and say please go find five people to do this for free and then bring me the coverage right and so i mean the 50 dollars you know before march 10th you know if we get enough people and and you get the hundred for for girls basketball it's a done deal i mean we yeah. will do it and and i think you know for 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 fifty dollars for yeah. this season and the next, I mean, I didn't. I purposely put it at a low number. Right. I just want people to come with us. We have a tremendous audience. We want to come with us. If you're not going to register for fifty bucks at this point, I guess you either don't like the site or you or you're just like, well, I'm so rich, I can wait till it's one hundred. I like to. I want to hang out. I'm rolling in my six fold. Yeah, take me <laughs> take me out for a round of golf if you're one of those people. Yeah. So I mean, um, you know, it's coming in certainly, and um, you know, but I mean, we, you know. We haven't gotten you know high percentage enough yet, but I mean it's certainly coming in. We have five or six more parents right. this morning, so just a little shout out Parker Smith's uh, mother from uh, Stevens uh, registering. There so, you go. so that she's all set through next year. So and even if your kid's a senior, you mean you're gonna get, you want to be able to see this stuff and right. the videos and all that stuff. Please, the Cubkowskis, you want to see Cuba <laughs> running around up there. We got you all these videos. So anyway, so yeah, we we want to do girls basketball if that's successful and I and, and we're able to start doing it next year and every year after that. Then maybe baseball's next or maybe. Uh, Volleyball or uh, soccer, soccer yeah. or um, who knows? So- I'd like to do softball in the future too. So I mean, oh my God, my dream yep. would be to be doing this for all these, right. these, you know, and have a fifteen-person team. It's right. it's, it's it makes feasible, sense. right? And yeah. I and, and and it's not like we don't like to do those things because I want to do it, and I already do them for you know I was doing them for the radio now for uh, MOSN baseball and softball. Most famously, a few years ago, got three championship games in in one day. In one day, Dave Haley. How were you for the last one? Was that the Dover Spalding championship? Dover Spalding was the last one. The morning, it was uh, Summersworth and uh, Campbell. Yeah. D- D3 baseball championship. That was 10 a.m. 10 a.m. start. Yeah. Then I raced up to Plymouth for a PCA, and I believe it was uh, it was either Woodsville or Wilton. They played one in the semifinals, one in the finals. They lost, It was a great game. They lost. They scored four in the seventh inning to tie it, and then gave up one in the bottom of the seventh to lose the championship. Do you just black out game. between like the third and the fifth inning, and you don't remember what you softball, said? Let me tell you something about softball. You start doing highlights for it. It goes so fast, it's almost like calling a basketball game. Yeah. Because, you know, it's uh, all the fielders, it's it's much more fast-paced than baseball. And even at the high school level, baseball's pretty fast-paced. Yeah. But, I mean, like, the left fielder has to cover third, you know, on, like, a bunt play because there's so much stuff going on. You have to, I mean, you if you're looking down at your notes, it's not like you can be Bob Uecker and have 45 seconds of silence. you got to be, like, on top of your stuff. Otherwise, you're going to miss, like, most of an inning. So it's 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 quick. We want to do. I would love. God, I would love to do all this yeah. and really expand this whole thing. So and it's very, it's doable. It's just you, you know if if you know if you're someone who reads the site or listens, it, it takes a minute and and one time. If, and again, if you like you just right. said, if fifty dollars yeah. for two three years of coverage is too Maybe. much money, then we're not doing a really good job. And you probably don't really go to the site very That's often. Right. So so yeah. So we're excited. And I God, I would love to do that. And I mean, I'd love to get this coverage for the girls. Jen Chick would be above the moon. She's already all about. <laughs> she, I think she basically is going to leave us yeah. to just do video for the girls. She's going to start said. her own. No, site. she's sort of already told me. Jen- that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna post this on the site. Nah. Okay. Uh, so we're we're uh, we're down the stretch. We have some teams are done with Division One. Some teams have one game left. But we're down the stretch in Division One boys, and the playoff picture is uh, a, a much clearer than it was certainly a week and a half, two weeks ago. Yeah, well, Nashua North just finished up. So basically, for the one seed today, it's Nashua North, who just finished at 15 and three, and what? And we and we were worried about them for, for with Steve. I was first of all we were worried about Steve Lane's health. Yeah, which. And, you know, thank I God. think they may see him Thursday night. I'm hopefully Casey Lane. Of course, his son plays for Will Lineborough. He's a shooting guard slash point guard. So I'm hoping to see Steve up in Woodsville uh, tomorrow night. But 
they got blown out by, or as Magic Johnson would say, blown out and <laughs> by Pinkerton. And they haven't lost since. It was a game we covered. Yeah. And it was sort of a thud. And, then, and I think they lost at home. And then uh, it was at home. And then, boy, they've played terrific ever since. So right now, the way it stands is if Pinkerton can beat Merrimack in their season finale uh, at home on senior night in Pinkerton, they're the one seed. Right. So, yeah. So everybody in Nashua or the north side of Nashua became the biggest Merrimack fans you've ever seen in your life. And, and Merrimack's starting to trend in the wrong direction. A little bit, yeah. A little bit. They've kind of, we, we thought they might be a top four team. Right now, they're, uh, they're going to be in the top eight, it looks like, but... Not, not necessarily where the Tomahawks wanted to be. All right, so North would be the one if things started today. Pinkerton would be well, two. Well, let's just say this. You're, you're if assume- Pinkerton beats Merrimack, they're the one. Okay. And, and North would be the two. So assume- we're not assuming. We're just kind of let's – it makes it easier to right. say. If Pinkerton wins at home they against hold- Merrimack, they should win that game at home. They hold serve at home. If it was in Merrimack, I would probably say the Tomahawks could right. certainly beat them. Well, let's just say they hold if they hold serve at home on senior night. Right. No. Pinkerton. Matt Rizzo gives his mom a rose and the whole bit. It's they're the one seed. Nashua North Should is be a the bouquet two seed. Come on. Yeah, really. No kidding. Brandon Morris. So one and two. Pinkerton North. Then we have which Central and Exeter. They Central's both- closing. Uh, I think they close against Alvern. Yeah, they're at home for Alvern. So if they take care of business, they win the tiebreaker over Exeter. They're your three seed. So it'll be Central's the three seed. Exeter is the four. Yeah, seed. Exeter's at Bedford. That's no gimme. And, no, uh, definitely not, because Bedford right now is in a cluster. Yeah, yeah. There's one. Uh, so that's your that's your top four. Those that's the your two. top four, unequivocally. Those are the teams with, four, with two home games that they win in the first round. Then you got Bedford, Memorial, Merrimack, and Winnicott, all at eleven and six. Mm-hmm. That there's the cluster. Yeah. So how does that work and stuff? We're gonna have to wait for Jay McKenna. Jay on your McKenna show Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> no, you and I are not smart enough or capable of breaking no, that down. That's, that's where we bring on the experts. By the way, shout out to Dave Chase and Sam Natty. Thirty. They did a great job. Thirty-six. Yeah. Two don't, years in a row, they've done a great. Don't job. Don't have to wait till noon on Monday for the brackets. You yeah. Just, you just you know go on the I I the preview. The preview is up three hours before the brackets <laughs> came out. But Mike Susie from Hollis Brookline is going to break down D two on the show. Okay. On Saturday morning, and then uh, Jay McKenna from Winnicott will come on at ten ten and break down Division one. He sort of has the easiest because like everyone mostly plays each other. Right. Although the Pembroke thing is kind of confused that. Well, way. they're they're not big. But place. your cluster is between five and eight is Bedford, Merrimack, Memorial, and Winnicott. Of those four. Who do you rank them one through four? Who do you like the best? I know you're friends with every coach. You're gonna upset somebody, but I'm gonna make, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm not trying. It's just about don't hot breath me. Here, here's what's glorious. Okay, well, it's about matchups. I yeah. mean, Bedford's got great size with Gendron, and Memorial can score all day with Brandon Scott and Philbert, and you know, and, and, and the Rumage brothers. Here's what's glorious. Look at what's sitting there at eight or nine if it falls the right way. <laughs> Salem yeah. at Winnicott. Oh, that that was a Swishgate. That was a tough loss last night. Part for, uh, two for Salem. That that, that would have put him in the driver's seat. Yeah, that was a big loss for Sam. I mean, not a bad one. I mean, Keen's a, a tough team, but right. Salem needed that one, so they <laughs> they sit at nine. Can you imagine if we get Salem at what the, the the scene of the crime? Yeah. I mean, they would have like the chalk outline yeah. on the floor and the whole bit. Salem fans would be showing up with Swish hashtag Swishgate signs. Oh, God. <laughs> it would be amazing. So you got Londonderry sitting at 10, Salem at 11. Yep. Um, and then BG is at 12 now, but if Alvern is able to knock off Central, Alvern actually would jump up to the 12 seed. 
Okay. So give them a lot of credit because they lost, God, they lost like eight of their top nine players last year. Yeah. And to be able to, you know, the Twitter assassins, brothers Little on the bro- team. So yeah, keep it, keep it nice. Keep it Listen, positive. I toe the line when the Twitter assassin is mentioned. Yeah, no. We Believe announced me. the Twitter assassin. Well, I think we created we the created Twitter assassin. Yeah. Nickname. He certainly created yeah, the persona. Yeah, he created the persona, yes. And then at 14, really nobody to speak of. And then at Hold, 15. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, better back that ass up. It's a podcast. Mm, I can say that. Sorry. Better, 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 better mention. The team nobody wants to play in the first round, Dave Haley. The Spalding Red Raiders. They are playing much better. Cal Conley, second or third. I said second, probably third team. And, and, I, and it was like I, I met up with your daughter, Keely, and slapped her across the mouth. When, I, when I'd I be that. less upset if you did that, actually, saying he should be third team. It's going to be close. I mean, there's a <laughs> lot of guys. There's a lot of guys in Division One, very deserving. But right now, Spalding's your 14. Keen. If you're listening, Keely, I didn't mean that. Because <laughs> she shouldn't be listening to this. Um... Keen would be 15 because they lost the tiebreaker. They lost the Spalding. And then your 16 seed is your Trinity Pioneers. Yes. So they may be going to Pinkerton in round one or north. We'll see. But um, we'll have that official after. Obviously, of course, there's games Friday night. Uh, north won't be playing, but most teams will be. And we'll break that down. But, I mean, I, once we get to the matchups, I think Jay will break them out for us. And then it's all about matchups. And you could see... This division is so wonky. You could see like the 13 seed, you know, beat the four seed when they played them by 18 points. Right. You know what I mean? And 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 no sense can be made of it. I don't. The seedings do not matter. I have 11 teams that I think have a realistic shot to win the championship. You're cutting it off at Salem. Salem. No, I, I include Salem in there. You know, no, I'm saying after Salem. After know, Salem, I don't. I don't think necessarily BG because they have BG so can't beat anybody on the road. On the road, yeah. yeah Alvin, I think's a little too young. I right. like what they're doing. Uh, Keen, I, I haven't seen Keen except for. No, I don't think I've seen Keen at all Keen, this year. Keen is two buzzer beaters away from being like the nine or the eight seed. Yeah, I just I, Evan McDonald drilled a three against them to win a game, and then Chad Oliveri beat beat them with a BG. Both home games, both in Keen, and and they lost both those buzzer beaters. So Keen's that close. I'm sorry, twelve teams can win the state championship. Spalling obviously could, mm. and then <laughs> listen next year. You think I'm bad this year? Wait till next year. Just with the, uncomfortable silence. Yeah, they'll, wait till they'll next be, year when they're really good. Really good. Really good. Really good. When they're better. It's a question mark at the when end of better. my sentence. When Ari Breakfield makes the, uh, oh, you know, he improves. four points the other night. Come on. You don't he's watch talking about him like he's Clay Thompson. No, they're very good. Listen, I, I bow at the altar. Tim <laughs> Cronin. Very, very, very straightforward about that. Next no, time. they've been, they've, they've come on and they're setting themselves right back up again. And yep. he's got to be very happy. Have you heard? I mean, have you talked to Tim or, uh, or DJ Betts or any of those guys? I haven't, talk, Betts? I haven't talked to him in a little bit. I, you, you know, you know, Tim is, he's like, it sounds like the communication broke down over there. I let coach Cronin do his thing. I don't call him Tim. I, I have a level of respect for him. Clearly that you don't. So I call him <laughs> coach. <laughs> I always call him Mr. No, Cronin. Let him do his thing. We chat a little bit. Yeah, no, I think he's, uh, I mean, that team's played a lot better. They've got to be happy on. with how this has gone. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, there were times where they looked like that might be a 2-16 and 16 kind of Beginning of the year did not go well, but they've gotten they've it together. They've played better. They're trending in the right direction. Look, teams trend in the right direction. Teams kind of fall. Memorial now is struggling. Yeah. They were red hot two weeks ago. I mean, it's just up and down, but I really, I think every coach is going to give the same speech before the first round and saying, do you really think we can't beat these guys? Like, we absolutely can. Right. I think you could see a 13 seed hosting a quarterfinal game. Yeah. I remember one year that happened. Um, I've been doing this too long. I think it was six, seven years ago. I want to say Alvern went over and beat Pinkerton in the first round, and then they hosted Londonderry. It was like the 13 versus the 12 in the quarters. <laughs> yeah. I think Alvern beat them. 
It was something like that. I mean, it happened. I think Guffs, Jeff Guffs, our friend Jeffrey Guffson was coaching over Londonderry. Yeah. And Kevin Bonney, the great Kevin Bonney. Of course. Was coaching at Alvern. But you can see something like that absolutely again. Like a, a 12, 13 seed or whatever. Like in a quarterfinal. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I just, I, if, if you force me to take the field, uh, I'm saying this wrong. If you force me to, to pick the number of teams I think have a realistic chance, though, it's 11. I think Salem's the cutoff. A realistic chance of taking on the title in Durham. Yeah, I think what. But you, that's a lot of teams I that have a, you try to judge a chance. Is, uh, the way I, I don't even talk about a championship. I talk about getting to Durham because once you get to Durham on anything a neutral floor, anything can happen. Right. Anything can happen. What's your favorite potential first round matchup that we're looking at? Yeah. Oh, Winnicott other, Salem. Other than Winnicott right. Salem. Other um, than Winnicott Salem. I think I think Spalding at Central could be interesting as a three fourteen. I think that that team's probably pretty comfortable playing them again. Um, I think Londonderry Merrimack for a third time would be interesting. I think <laughs> Londonderry Memorial would be really great. Um, the, you know, even I think BG could give Bedford some problems if that's how it ends. And again, we're just throwing out right. because it's it's not official yet. You know, Keene, I think if they had to go to North, I think that would be tough. I don't think Trinity can go to Pinkerton and win that game. But Connor I, Walsh is getting a chair ready to hit you with after saying that. How dare Connor you? Walsh has been terrific. Yes, he's been carrying the load. He's been he's doing too much. I mean, he's having to do too much but over there. You know when he won't have to do too much? When you're bringing up your rebounding. The and, Connie Bean tournament, he'll have so much help. Oh, he's going to look so good in that runner-up shirt. <laughs> There's a couple other teams. I, I heard from, uh, speaking of the Seacoast tournament. I heard Viviano from, is putting together a team. Good. I'm upset about that. He was supposed to be a oh, fighting McIsaac. My team's on the floor. Brian, I, got my, I already got my <laughs> shirts done. We're ready to go. Brian, uh, Holmes, sent me, Brian Holmes sent me a text. He said, uh, I think Viviano's putting his uh, own team together with a sad face. I'm like, that's all right. Uh, he's like. More the merrier. Uh, yeah. He said, we got a Lakes Region team, I guess, getting in it. Oh, really? Yeah. Good. That's, that's good. What, listen, if you're a D3 player listening, if you're a D4 player, you want to challenge. I, I, I did this when I was in high school. You want to play yes. the best players from D1 and be like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I don't want to swear in this, but I'll t- I can take this guy. Yeah, you want to challenge yourself if you're Kristen Serrano. Yeah, you want to go play against you know the kids from Pankinan or Central and the kids on your team from Exeter. You want to play the best players, and I know Kristen Serrano. That kid's not going to back away from anybody. Right, go show everybody how good you are. Absolutely, yeah. No, it'd be great to have. I think we had six teams last year, so it'd be great to have like ten. I think we'll definitely get 10. Yeah. I'd like to see. There used to be an all-star team from Maine. They used to play in it. They used to win it every year. I remember my first year we did it when I had Carmen and Mabor Gabriel and yeah. little skinny Wenyan at the end of the bench and, and Troy Pelletier, Brett Hansen. We played them in the first round. They were like 6'6", six, 6'5". Six, six, five, six, five. They were huge. Right. We beat them, but you want as many good teams as possible. It's not fun to go out there and, and win by 40. And right. So, and, and don't forget, of course, KJ Maddie and Joe Bell. Yeah, they'll be coming down. And Milliken and those guys will have a team. They'll probably have that kid, Alex Schwartz, from Mascoma. Because I would bet you they pick up the Curisage kids. Yep. Zach Matos, uh, Taylor Matos, and Trent Norzidge. So... That's fantastic. Yeah, and the kids can kind of they get through the grind of the tournament. It's super competitive, fun, but yeah. they can sort of have some fun yeah. and and really just the parents. Uh, I've talked to a few of the parents um, of the guys that I'm going to have on my squad, and you know maybe just go out and have a little din din before the game, oh, grab a you. beer. You know, you're going to yeah, give the kids fun. beer. That's illegal. Dave. No, not the kids. <laughs> They're going to be going home studying immediately yes. after the game. Exactly. All right, so uh, those are the D1 matchups. Uh, you, you, when you gave me the uh, the rundown here, what you wanted to talk about, you said uh, you have a D2 Portsmouth theory, and you have not clued me in on it. And Just I something know I don't that think is. has been voiced yet. We talk about how anticlimactic D2 is because 
we feel like it's going to be Portsmouth, West, and Lebanon, and who's going to be the surprise guest at four? Is it going to be Milford? Is it going to, you know, look like it might be Hollis Brookline, Cole Brown starting to play well, you know, certainly Sauhegan. John Stark is coming on. You know, if you take Portsmouth out of it, mm-hmm. they're in D1 this year, okay? They're out of it. Right. Lebanon squeaked by Hollis Brookline, 44-41. Yep. They had to go to overtime to beat Cole Brown. And the other night, they struggled the second time around with Brady. If you take... And then West's last couple games struggled with Timberlane once. If you take Portsmouth out of it, wouldn't this be a wide-open tournament? I think so, yeah. Lebanon I would, mean, Lebanon would be in the, clear be the favorite, favorite. But yeah, but... Wouldn't I mean, this be a great tournament? If I, I'm not... Poor Jim Mulvey. I'm, I'm sorry if he's sitting there and Rye going, oh, he's <laughs> ruining everything. Sure, but I mean... Sure he's upset. Dude, <laughs> I'm sure he's listening. But I mean... <laughs> Don't you look at it? So take ports without the mix, and wouldn't that be a wide open fun term? Okay, let me let me say this. Let's just because they're playing well. I think they've won four or five in a row. John Stark, yep. Mike Smith. You love would, John Stark. Oh, I'm high on them, and I they got a lot of kids back. Uh, Drew McCoy had 23 rebounds last night. Is that a lot? It feels like a lot. I don't watch a lot of basketball. So sure. so if you're John Stark and Portsmouth is out of the mix, don't you sit there and say, God, you know. It, we, we got, got a chance. chance to go to Durham and yeah. hey, get me on, get it on that floor yeah. against Lebanon. We're a pretty big, strong. That's yeah. what I'm saying. But if you're the eight nine team, you're playing kind of for the right to go be, you know, decimated, slaughtered, decimated at Stone yeah. Gym. You're the first cow in line. Yeah, exactly. What are we in line for? <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of a bummer, but uh, that's yeah, that's the no. It, it almost feels like yeah, they should give Portsmouth the okay. We understand you would win the tournament. Here's the trophy. Now we're gonna have a tournament with these guys. Yeah, you're the champs. We're, we're going to have a tournament. I'm not saying that Lebanon right. can't. The provisional you know, I'm not saying Lebanon can't beat uh, Portsmouth. I'm not even saying West can't beat Portsmouth. I'm just saying if you I'll took them. Yeah, I, I love mean, Keith Maddy, but I'll, I, I, I just that's how much I, I believe in Portsmouth. I don't think anybody has a chance. And they, I, just defend, they just defended a different. Right. They're the they're the best team in the state. All right, and I love Keith Maddy. I love those Lebanon kids. Love watching them play. I just, they would beat Central if they played right now. I mean, that's my belief, and I think they could, they would beat Pankerton as well. Yeah. Um, I think they're the best team in the state just because, and I I, I keep going back to one kid. It's Romeo Ingram. Yeah, he's he big. makes a huge difference. Yeah, imagine they had him last year. Yeah, he just defends. Yeah, he's in your. He's a net. He's in your shirt the whole way up and down the floor, and they just <laughs> defend at a different level. I'm gonna forget the kid's name here, and uh, it, it reminds me of the year they won it with Kamal and Billy Lane. Billy Lane, when Billy Lane came back yeah. for a senior year, they were so quick. Right, he didn't play as a junior, came back as a senior. Same thing with Romeo. It was he made such a difference. I was there at their opener against Pembroke. I, I can say enough years have gone by. I can say it now. I was sitting with Brett Sellingham, yeah, friend of mine who runs uh, BST Basketball, which is terrific, and he was. Uh, Who's calling you? It's actually my alarm going on. I feel like up. Bill Simmons right now. So he, <laughs> it was the season opener. Yep. They went to Pembroke, Rennie Mayer and um, and Pat Welch and and all those guys, and uh, um, the Kafani Williams. They go over there. They beat them. And I mean, I remember the pressure that uh, Kamal Walker and Billy Lane were able to apply. Yep. And Brett Sellingham steps up, <laughs> stands up at the end of the game. He goes, "Well, this is over." <laughs> and I said, "What's over the?" Game, he goes. No, season's over. D two, yeah. And I said, "What do you mean? It's the opening night. It's yeah. December." He goes, "No, no, no." He goes. He looks at the court. He goes, "Those Pembroke kids have been playing all summer and all fall. Yeah. These Portsmouth kids." He goes, "Billy Lane was carrying a football two weeks ago." Exactly. He's yeah. like, "None of these kids. Uh, you know, uh, 
Who's some of the? I'm trying to think. They of had the, Kyle Decessory, Charlie Dupree, Charlie Dupree, Alex Ragazio was on. Greg Sagranis. Greg Sagranis. Yep. They had. Uh, and he said, and they were all football. Most of them football players because this thing's over. Yeah. And then they ended up winning the title by 40 points over Bedford. Right. He, he was right. And I thought that year they were the best team in the state. I thought they, they would have beat that Merrimack pressure team. Pressure you. Yeah. And the problem with Portsmouth is you're down 10-6, and you're like, all right, we're kind of handling then, this pressure. And then, and then, then it's 18-6. to six. Yeah. That's exactly what happened to Brady in yeah. the game we did. It's 18-6. to six. So that's, that, that is a good theory. I like that. So that's my – I'm just saying that it's not – I feel like we're beating up on D2 a little bit. It's not quite as bad as as maybe if you just took Portsmouth out of the equation. Right. You just have a juggernaut. That's yeah. all. That's uh, they, yeah, that's. Do we get any mailbag questions? I just got one from – he put it on Twitter so I could say who it is. Our buddy – Steve McDonough of uh, the Laconia Sachems. Sachems. He asks this. He says, uh, what coach would make the best wrestler and what would their character be? Oh, <laughs> oh, Guess who became my favorite Lakes region coach just now? I'm just going to be straight with you. The first person that jumps <laughs> in my head, Matt Regan. The first person. <laughs> Now, why is that, That's Dave? the first person. So something with the, with, with the, with the he, earring. He would cut and, a good promo. And accent. He would, Matt Regan would be a good manager. Like, he'd be, he'd be like the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. Yeah, with a suit on. Yeah. Because his pink yeah, shirt he and wears. Like, and like a, yeah, like a tennis racket like Jim Cornette would have. Like, just interfering in matches. Who would be the best coach? The best wrestler. Um, I can picture Buddy Trask. Like, I was gonna say Buddy Trask was standing there with his arms with his with his arms folded, and then he would nod at somebody. Yeah, and suddenly someone would come out of the crowd and smash somebody yeah, over he, the head with. He'd be a, a good a commissioner. Yeah, yeah, just very quiet, like he wouldn't say a word. Doc Wheeler in his younger days, I bet, would be a great wrestler. He's got the size. Yeah. He's got the personality. He's got the. He looks a little bit nuts. I think he'd be a, almost like a George the Animal Steel. I can see that. He could smash some people. Yeah. Romps is a little too skinny, but it'd be fun. To no, he'd be a good one. Wrestlers don't have to be like brutes anymore. They can be a little skinny. Romps would be a great one. He would be a little bit like Randy Orton. If you watch it now, I know you don't, Dave, so don't worry about it. But, you know, the, our, uh, much of our audience watches wrestling. I can see Mike Romps as uh, the Viper Randy Orton. That would be good. <laughs> Viper. The Viper, the Apex Predator. Damn you, Steve McDonough. <laughs> this is a great question. I, I might have to do a whole podcast on this just with Connor Walsh, who would be, <laughs> would be the best coach as a wrestler. Oh, man. This is, this, this is my favorite question. Either. We had a couple of other ones come in. Uh, one, one of them was about realignment. Like, How would we realign the divisions? Well, I just think that you should be able to petition around every few years where a school like Kingswood – could petition down to Division Three and try to compete down yeah. there, or White Mountains petition to Division Four. I mean, just those teams that get beat up on annually. Not waiting for the realignment. Yeah, I mean, I mean, for the there uh, should be a competitive balance as long as uh, with the enrollment. Maybe your enrollment has to be within. Well, a we've seen this a couple times. Like the West girls, I think, went down to Division Two before the West boys did, before yeah. the enrollment got to them. Things like that. But, yeah, I mean, we're going to see, we're going to see Kingswood go down. And I think the enrollment's catching up with some of the teams. Like, I think you're seeing St. Thomas go down to D3 next year. St. Thomas, you know. And that'll be good. When I was in high school uh, a million years ago, St. Thomas was in D3. So, yeah. I mean, I, I played them in a playoff game my sophomore Dan Parr, I played against right. him. And I, I remember trying to figure out what's a matchup zone. And it's not good when it's the third <laughs> quarter and you're still trying to figure out what the hell it was. Is but, that bad? Yeah, we weren't quite ready for that one. But, um, you know, so I, I sort of, Epping's a team that was in Division Three for a long time. Yep. Um, Hopkinton, you know, Dave always likes to mention they're the small school in D3. Then go to D4. They could be the biggest yeah. school in Division 4. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> you're going to be one or the other. It's just the way it is. I mean, Portsmouth and Winnicott are in that same vein. Winnicott really has the size to go. I mean, you're there, you're there. You know what I mean? Right. So, uh, Dave had five kids on his team who could dunk two years ago. So, I don't know. If, you know <laughs> Hopkinton seems to be a pretty affluent town. I think they're doing okay. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think you just need to... 
you know, what you're starting to see, especially with the North Country, when the mills closed and a lot of the businesses up there is, you know, Groveton and Colebrook were the biggest D4 schools when Mark Collins and Buddy were playing in the finals every single year. Right. And now they're such good coaches, they're still getting their teams to the quarterfinals or maybe beyond Mark won a title, what, five years ago. But... You know, they're just, they don't have the size. I mean, Sam Natty, our buddy Sam Natty, he's got like 110 kids in the school. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's That's... playing eighth graders because they, they don't even have a JV team. You know, Profile is playing their varsity minus one player read weeks in JV tournaments. Yeah. Because they don't have enough kids to even feel the JV team. So, you know, I don't know. I wouldn't want to see five champions. That just waters it no, down. Yeah, I mean, yeah. How am I dancing around with these kids after the Division Five championship? You wouldn't be, Dave, or uh, Pete would be. Yeah, exactly. I'm not doing it. See, here's what I'm nervous about. If Littleton wins it, I, I'm not doing an undefeated dance with those guys. You guys said Pete to D4? Uh, no, that's my, no. I just looked at you. Yeah, hey, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll take care of that. I'm not going to do the undefeated dance. Are you going to go or are you going to have a third grade basketball game you need to I'm go sorry to? I like my kids, mm, by the way. Right. By the way, everybody I've told this story to sides with me. I've got some people on the other side of mine. Oh, really? <laughs> it, I got a, it's I, a sixth grade basketball championship I've game. Got a, I've got a, a message that just came in from the okay. mailbag. Go ahead. Um. Do you know how I could get? This is weird. Do you know how I could get Selena Gomez's number? I just feel like her and I would really hit it off. Reggie from Milford. <laughs> I think Selena should be asking how she can get Reggie's number. <laughs> I feel like he's a bigger celebrity. How does than... Reggie type when his hands are frozen? There's things about Reggie we can never know. Do you think of like Stephen Hawking, where he can talk and it like registers? What I'm thinking. <laughs> Selena Gomez. I are you gonna make Reggie. me do a Stephen Hawking impersonation? Very nice. Uh, we had a we had a mailbag question that came in through text. Uh, I want to remain anonymous. Explain why should we have a shot clock in New Hampshire? Everybody agrees we should, but nobody's really mentioned why. Good coaching, bad basketball. You know, and, and what you're gonna see with a lot of these teams is. Uh, I haven't seen it much this year, um, but when you get to the tournament, if a team knows they have no shot at winning, um, stall, they're just going to stall, stall and, and hold the ball. Our and, friend and John Langlois used to do that, and he didn't really have teams that needed to stall, but they would they would stall like you, you read about. Yeah, I mean, it's hurting the kids. Um, if the kids want to play at the next level, it's really hurting them because they're not able well, to operate under the guy. You know, the guys of, of also. What do you shot clock. what do you learn about basketball from stalling? Nothing. No, nothing. No, no. What you're telling your team, honestly, is again good coaching, bad basketball. Yeah, you're telling your team we're not as good as these guys, so we're going to try to gimmick it out to try to make something happen. And um, what would be the ideal shot clock for high school basketball? Forty seconds, thirty-five, forty-five seconds, forty-five. Yeah, I'd go with that. That'd be be fair because I've seen possessions go a minute and a half. I don't. I I gotta tell you, this season I really haven't seen (laughs) Manchester Memorial couldn't care less. No, because they're going (laughs) to shoot in eleven seconds. But I mean, I think it's it's I think it's. You, you could run into a tournament. Uh, Milford held the ball against Portsmouth in the championship. Yeah. Portsmouth, yeah, Portsmouth col- wouldn't come out of the zone. Yeah, there was some <clears throat> colorful language up and down that sideline. But they, <laughs> I remember um, that. That was great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it when coaches yell at each other. It's great. I mean, I enjoy it. They yeah, probably don't. I do, but too. I get to sit there and watch it, and it's a lot of fun for me. Um, <laughs> usually because I'm sitting with coaches, too. So that's one of my favorite things of these tournament games is to sit with a bunch of coaches. Last year, I did that at the, at the D1 semis yeah. when Spalding lost. The Londonderry, and I'm sitting with Tim Goodrich. I don't and remember that. Jay McKenna and <laughs> Jeff Holmes, and it was just just listening to those guys. Yeah. Another thing about the previews, just real quick, is that the semifinal previews are going to start soon, and those are absolutely yes. the most controversial and probably the it was most- last year. <laughs> yeah, because those are blind quotes from coaches. I don't say a single word other than to introduce it, and I never reveal my sources. But boy, they hit it. I had one coach, um, a D3 coach, say to me, he goes, I wish you could just do that for my team in the middle of the season so I could hear what other people think or like what they right. see our weaknesses maybe at, where they Maybe that it. could be part of your midseason snapshot. Yeah. 
Just uh, some blind quotes about who would, you know, the top eight or the top four or whatever. But that's really like a fun. I mean, I go back and read those actually, and and what you find over and over again is these coaches get it right a lot, yeah. you know. And uh, last year, famously, some Pankerton parents weren't happy because a lot of people were picking North to win that game. Yeah. And then next thing you knew, it, it was, was North led at the half. North right? led at the half. Yeah. Find Ronnie Silva, who was hitting there. Do you think Ronnie Silva wants to get back to Durham? Maybe a little bit. Oh, Jesus. He likes those rims. He loves those rims. Yeah, so he plays well. So anyway, so those are all all coming up. And um, yeah, we're getting into it, man. I'm excited. All right. I think that's all the mailbag. Did people tweet you anymore, or that's all I had in my my phone? No, that's all I got. Uh, Reggie asking about Selena Gomez. I just got another text message from Reggie saying, can I... Can I get an answer on this? How is he listening to the podcast when it's not posted yet? Has ways. I think he's just intuitive. I think he just understands. He's tapping our phones. Yeah. He's in my mind. It's not right. He might put a chip in your head. All right. So where is uh, nasportspage.com this weekend? Uh, We're going to be out at two games on Thursday night. We're going to Sunny P. Yeah. Uh, the great John Kesty and Pete Terry are going to do the Groveton at Sunapee game in the quarterfinals Thursday night. Is it possible a second Mark Collins interview in the, the same it's possible. year? No, it's not possible because I think he won't. I don't think he won't do, do it. it. No. So <laughs> say Pete. If he's going to be like, who are you? He's going to look like Pete like he's a census guy showing up at his door. You have to call him beforehand. Yeah, no. Uh, and I will be. That, what do you, what, I'm not asking you to make a prediction, but I totally am. Who do you got in that one? Well, I like Sunpee at home. Yeah, I mean, but here's the thing though: you can't defend Sunpee man to man, and Groveton won't. They're gonna, right. they're gonna, they're gonna play zone. They beat them last year, but this is a better Sunpee team, and it's in Sunpee. Um, my concern with with Groveton is the same concern I've had for two straight years. Like they struggle to score in the half court. Yep. Gadwa is the only kid who can score in the half court. I mean, Les Prince can stretch you out; he can shoot it, but they don't have anyone who can create a shot except for Gadwa. They just don't. And Lurvy is terrific. I'm a fan. I'm the Dagan Lurvy fan club, but he's not a scorer. That's not his job. He's a facilitator. So I, I like Sunapee. I just think they can put up a lot of points, but I think Groveton in that zone will slow him down a little bit. All right. can't guard a man-to-man. And then you're going to be at Woodsville. and Wilton Lineboro, the defending champions that yep. nobody seems to talk about, uh, at Woodsville on Thursday night. So uh, You doing anything Friday? No, or, but no. we're doing – no, but then we're doing two D3 Division quarters. three quarterfinal games. I think Pete's going to be at Pelham. Okay. Um, possibly seeing my Guilford Golden Eagles. I will not be there. And then Second I'm going year. to choose where I'm going to go depending on the matchup. May, may head out to the Pratt and may, may go see Kona. Yeah, look at Interlakes you. Interlakes or uh, Stevens. Look we'll at see. you. And may go see, I may go see Kearsaw's Franklin again. I'm not sure. I may see Hopkinton play. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll figure it out. Hopkinton, I think, would play uh, Winnesquam. So anyway, we'll... We'll have to see how these things play out if there are any All upsets right. in the first round. I'm going to go ahead and plug uh, my uh, McIsaac on Sports Network. Please do. Uh, tomorrow I'll be at Epping Portsmouth Christian. So if you're at one of the games, D4, download the MixLR app. Look for MOSN. You can listen to that game while you're at the other one. It's a miracle. Yeah. It's a miracle, Dave Haley. Uh, poor Kevin Trask last night on NSN was just desperate for Colbrook New Market updates. And he's like, there's no cell service. This is his hometown <laughs> he's talking about. And nobody's got it. He's like, Butch Lad, not getting back to us. You know, Butch, he's trying. Right. There's no, you can speak to this. Yeah. There's no cell service over there. So, I mean, you're in, just. Once you get into Colbrook, there is, but not not through Groveton. Over by Dunkin' Donuts, there is. Yeah. But, I mean, there, there's no place <laughs> in that gym. So, just trying to get updates, you know, was like, I was sending him updates of the other games. But, uh. We, the D4, everyone was who we expected them to be in the first round of D4. So yep. now, now 
four outstanding games right. uh, in the quarterfinals. And, hey, don't sleep on Newmarket heading to Littleton. No, that's going to be a great game. Then Friday night, I will be at Stone Gymnasium for the Portsmouth Girls, undefeated, taking on Oyster River. Libby Underwood. Libby Underwood, Heather Duran. Libby Underwood already committed to Providence. Only Hopefully, we're covering those games on video next that's year. That's right. The girls would be better interviews than most of the boys. I'm going to Usually, yeah. That. Usually, yeah. they are. No, so we I'll, want it. I'll be at that one. That's a good little rivalry game. Uh, Oyster- My Guilford Golden Eagles are undefeated. Dude. Girls basketball. Oh, girls basketball. Yeah. yeah. Did they win it all last year in D3? No, they lost to Conant. Yeah, it was undefeated versus undefeated. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Because I did the Summersworth at Maddie Guilford game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, they got a good team. Uh, Guilford it was does. cool. They, they played Conant in the finals, and then that same night, Guilford played Palom in the quarters. I was there with Jen and right. everybody just, there was a mob of Guilford people who all just came into They Palom. all arrived, yeah, yeah. It was good. That's cool. So yeah, so Portsmouth Oyster River, uh, and if you want to listen to those games, go to McIsaacOnSports.com on your computer, or download the MixLR app and search for M-O-S-N. And then Saturday night, Dave, I'll be ring announcing for Liberty States Wrestling in Peabody, Mass. Of course you will. What about the Littleton Opera House? Huh? Newport Opera House? Littleton, both of them I've wrestled in. No. This, this is my ring announcing debut. If anybody out there, before we go, or anybody wrestling. has Selena Gomez's number, if you could get that to Reggie, I'd appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, that'd, that'd be good. All right, so uh, next week we'll do this again. You want to do it Wednesday next week? I think there's games Wednesday night, though, right? No, let's get to it. This All is right. good because now, by the time I get to the show, there'll be two rounds of Division Four already played. So, you know, I want to break down what happened last night, so. Excellent. All right. Well, that's it. Uh, again, we're looking for uh, names for this podcast, so send them in. Send them to Dave. Bracketology special on Saturday. All right. Follow Dave on Twitter. Yeah, listen to the uh, New Hampshire High School Basketball Show on ESPN New Hampshire and uh, my uh, weird segment at 1030 where we often scream about, you know, whatever comes to mind. All right. That's it. Thanks a lot.